When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Slammed, a Boston Celtics podcast uh, discussing the Boston Celtics and the NBA at large. This is a trade mm-hmm. deadline special. I'm Megan Adelini from WEI, joined by Esteban Bustios from GBHR intrepid producer Justin Turpin he's actually boots on the ground right now um the word is that Joe Missoula is holding a very special media session today after uh Brad Stevens kind of at large trade post trade deadline press conference so Justin is doing good work out there we can't wait to hear or get whisperings of depending on how open that media session with Joe Missoula is but that's where he is today um, and Esteban and I were just chatting. It is a Friday. So if you're watching in the video medium, I'm fully <laughs> embracing the impending Super Bowl weekend, not with my gear, but just with the fact that I haven't gotten ready for the day yet. Hey, so I got my good. O's hat on, got my main sweatshirt going. I'm repping all parts of the East coast. Yeah. I, you know, it's look, it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm in a hoodie. A uh, gray T-shirt. It's gray outside. It's all good, you know. Yeah, but it's uh, supposed to be like sixty degrees in Boston, bro. Yeah, yeah, but then it's like it snows next week, which is just I think the uh, the perfect Boston experience of like, oh, like here's some warmth, here's some hope, and just snatch it right away. So yeah, uh, yeah, we're we're getting the whole spectrum. As long as I'm not shoveling my car out, I don't care. Honestly, yeah, the weather true. can do whatever. Uh, but true. going going to the Celtics, so. This trade deadline overall, without jumping the gun, like for the entire league, I thought was pretty lame. On the radio show yesterday, I gave it a C minus. <laughs> and I don't know that yeah. I expected like a, a complete blockbuster trade from anybody. But I think for the Celtics, they they kind of did what I expected them to do. I, I thought that they would use more of the trade exception. Um, but I, I I just expected that it would be mostly deep down the bench depth and that's you can pretty pretty much take away that that's that's what they did that's what brad stevens did he gets xavier tillman from memphis um obviously a big sturdy defender yeah uh plays forward and center younger guy and then they get somebody interesting in Jaden springer from the sixers who had a very um, curious trade deadline with yeah, what they yeah, yeah. did in the East without jumping the gun again. Um, Springer looks like a piece maybe more for development, especially if you follow some of the comments that Brad Stevens just made about, hey, he's younger than some of the guys that are going right. to be in the draft this year. So I guess uh, my big takeaways is, is this is tweaking on the margins. 
I didn't want them to move anyone from kind of the top seven rotation. I didn't think that made sense for what they get back. So it's pretty much what I expected from the Celtics. Do you have a different read of how they operated? I think they uh, they they did get better again, just marginally. You know, uh, Xavier Tillman may be a guy who comes in and, and takes like some some of the minutes that maybe uh, Namias Kade is playing uh, right now. But that's like sort of what it takes to to win is is those marginal gains. Um, and you know, he he's not at least in Memphis, he wasn't that great of a scorer. But everybody, all the reviews, he's a, a great defender. Uh, Jay King of the Athletic tweeted out, you know, he ranks in the 99th percentile of all defenders, uh, estimated plus minus. And uh, you know, we're gonna get get into this this quote later, but uh, his his versatility, his his ability to switch, that's that's really. And I mean, I was I was really shocked because you know I'm not a Memphis expert. I recognized his name and the fact, really, just two second round picks, and uh, Lamar it was Lamar Stevens to Memphis essentially. That's a that was a kind of a steal uh, for someone who is a, a pretty big rotational player down in Memphis. Yeah, but I think being a rotational player down in Memphis is a little different than being a rotational player here in Boston just at this point, right? Right. Especially yeah. with the injuries and the and the situation in Ja Morant down in Memphis, you know, there's yeah. unfortunately a few more rotational spots than there maybe would be. I'm not trying to like say I, I agree with you. I think it's a good value for the trade. Yeah. It's just I I know that well ahead of time, weeks ahead of time, like we talked about the possibility of Kelly Olynyk's return and said that 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 would be really hard to make fit because of his contract. He ends up going to Toronto um, as a native Canadian. I think that was them more doing a solid for him than like like getting Canadians functional trade. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, there were there were whisperings out there about, oh, could you get a Sadiq Bey who looked great uh, the other night when you saw him? Whisperings about, oh, would they go get uh, Andre Drummond? And so, again, I I would have been surprised by a move that big, especially when you start seeing things ahead of the trade deadline where they're talking about how good the chemistry is in the locker room and all of that. I think it was kind of like the writing was on the wall that this was going to be deep bench moves. Here's what Joe Missoula had to say about the addition of Tillman. So one of the things that also immediately jumped out to me about this particular trade, because I think it's the more impactful for for this team, mm-hmm. is what you said that he's he's not a big offensive production guy. And how does Missoula work that into whatever minutes he's going to play in Boston if he's not going to be part of a team that is still very offensively minded, even though they've certainly incorporated more defense compared to last year? Um, they're by no means the 2022 Celtics with their focus on defense. Where do you see Joe Missoula fitting him into their plan? Yeah, I mean, uh, another thing I saw pointed out, and, and forgive me, I forget who who tweeted this, but this idea that, uh, you know, he, he was bad in Memphis with a team with, you know, that had been really weird, you know, John Morant's uh, legal issues and then his injury. Uh, so uh, points weren't necessarily easy to come by, especially in his position. But with better talent around him, all these shooters, uh, you know what? I, I'd be fascinated to see what they could do with him and, and pick and roll action. Uh, just g- be able to to grab uh, rebounds, etc. Um, 
and you know, I, again, I don't necessarily think he's going to be coming in and be like, you're going to get big minutes, but it, it's, it's sort of like, can you play him? Uh, maybe get some, some minutes that, that just when, when Porzingis is out uh, or maybe when, when Cornette or Horford, maybe don't have all the, all the gas in their tank again, just, just to, if you can just win those minutes, that's a huge edge. Uh, and I think, be, like like we said earlier, beyond just the offensive side, his ability to just go and switch, like Missoula said, to multiple positions. He's I think he's only six eight, so a little undersized as a as a four or five. But again, just that that ability to go and and be across the floor that's that's important. That's and I think what we'll probably see is more on the defense. And again, with a better team around him, I think he'll he'll be able to get some some more open looks. Yeah, I you know, a lot of people are calling it big insurance. And I've seen some comparisons to the Mike Mascala trade that was made last year, and that really had pretty much zero impact in the playoffs. But it's a different calculation to me when you have Christoph Porzingis on your roster. And even yeah. though he is playing extremely um younger than his age, you have Al Horford. We've talked about this a lot. Like the idea of big insurance, I'm not sure that it's something that you'll see so much in the playoffs as when you're getting into this stretch of March and April, and you're trying to figure out that balance for someone like Porzingis of how much are you conditioning him and getting him used to these minutes and games versus maybe giving him uh, more rest than you even have Rob Williams in the past ahead of the playoffs, you know, that balance. And this just gives you another option outside of, Cornette and uh, Kata, who I, I think Brad in his availability just said that they're still waiting to see if he's going to kind of be promoted off of that two-way contract. Yeah. I kind of feel like he's earned that, but he kind of already is. Yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's like I, like I think we talked about this before. I think he's played one game in Maine. Yeah, it's like the guy yeah. the guy who doesn't know his way around Portland, you know? Yeah. Just bring him yeah. down to Boston. It's it, it, I don't know. I yeah. what whatever the um the financials around that. There's you know, it's just he's established yeah. residency, okay? You know, he's yeah, probably got I some place in, in Weston or something. Yeah. Um anything else you want to say on Jaden Springer? I know you had this note in from Taylor Snow with the Celtics. Yeah, just the uh I think uh, it, it, the Celtics really sort of, it seems we're focusing on defense. Taylor Snow tweeted out, you know, in, in, in Springer's final game with Philly, uh, he was guarding his primary, his primary task was guarding Steph Curry, held, held him the five points when he was guarding him, uh, just one field goal on 34.2 possessions. I, I think you're, who knows, again, a guy who who's really young uh, still, but I I've seen a couple different highlights mixes of just of just his defense as a guard, which you don't really see that a lot. Uh, yeah, of people making those and posting those on on Twitter or X. Um, yeah, that's that's exciting. And, and the the fact that I'm not sure what Brad Stevens has on on Philly, the fact that that they they gave their main rival uh, a young guard, a young defensive guard with a lot of upside and potential um, for not a lot in return for a second round pick. Uh, yeah. Either he has something on them or he's some sort of magician. That's uh, again, another, what felt like another steal on, on Steven's part. 
Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned the Sixers who had just a strange trade deadline uh, deciding to deal directly to their competitors as Embiid yeah. is undergoing this unfortunate meniscus surgery and can have recovery from that. I'm like, I'm not trying to read too deeply into it, but I'm like, are they already, is that any kind of white flag that they're waving? Maybe they just don't care about these pieces, but you don't usually see yeah. a team dealing so directly. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll get into this, but yeah, the, the Pat Bev trade, so one of the other, you maybe your other main competitor outside of of the Knicks, uh, to the to the Bucks. Yeah, that's uh, it was it's bizarre, and you, I'm sure this wouldn't be happening with Embiid uh, if he was healthy. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 not the best look, um, especially when the team is just struggling overall right now. Let's talk about the rest of the East and what they mm -hmm. did because you brought up one of the biggest trades, um, which is the Pat Beverly trade to the Bucks. <laughs> you put in. This amazing, I had forgotten about this, uh, clip from last year with Damian Lillard when he was with the Blazers uh, getting into it with Pat Bev. And now they're going to be teammates there. Does this move the needle for you on how you feel about the Bucks in what has been a tumultuous season for them? Uh I, I think they, I was looking this up. They lost last night. To the Timberwolves, uh, I know it was by double digits. I forget the exact score. So I, a little, I mean, it 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 adds much needed uh, defensive capability, which has been sort of the the knock on them this whole season. Um, they lost, yeah they they lost one twenty nine one hundred five. One twenty nine one hundred five. Um, that's pretty brutal. <laughs> not not great, not great. Uh, especially you know, as great as Demian Lillard is, like the one knock against him is is a defense so having a guard especially who who is known almost exclusively for his defense um uh, it will help but across the east as a whole i i didn't see anything where i was like oh these people have caught up to where boston is um through trades i will say the one that caught my attention the most was the knicks deal with detroit uh getting alec burks uh, Bohan Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich is really good. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I, again, I don't think that necessarily catches them up to what the Celtics are doing, but it it makes a team that we've already talked about is already really good. Um, it makes them really, really dangerous. I, I, I know it's sort of them in Cleveland going back and forth for that two spot. Uh, that's that's going to be a really fascinating race to see who's who's number two and you know maybe maybe they catch up to, to boston but just presuming that things stay the way they are uh that cleveland's new york race uh for number two in milwaukee is, that's gonna be a lot of fun especially because I, I bogdanovich uh, i'm really fascinated to see how he'll do in new york me too I, I i look at new york and they remind me a lot less talented i think but they're they do remind me a lot of the Celtics from two years ago in picking up a lot of this momentum as they go into the second half of the season. We're not at all-star break yet, but for just basically the calendar year in January, you know, having a couple of these trades and really picking up steam and having this really, really strong defensive identity that they've kind of exploded with. Um, OG's missed a couple games, but I think he's a big piece of that. And yeah. So I think that they're they're one that we're certainly going to continue watching. Um, does any of these trades 
I guess, including or starting with that next one, does it change how you see the landscape of the East where we went into the season certainly saying, most of us saying it's the Celtics, it's the Bucks, right. it's one of those two, depending on who you think won those offseason trades. Now, as you look at it, who I still have the Celtics at the top. I think that's pretty yeah. clear. Who do you have uh, just beneath them as a challenger? Uh, you know, since in our last episode, we talked about how well the Knicks are doing. Uh, since then, the Cavs have have sort of leapfrogged them. Uh, and I know, again, we the Knicks are, are dealing with some injuries. I, I really I really do like the way the Cavs are looking right now. I mean, Donovan Mitchell producing an all-star season. That, that team as a whole just seems to gel. Um, and as I mentioned too, while, while that is, is, is really fascinating to watch and I'm, I'm really glad that, that Mitchell is getting sort of his, his due, uh, this Knicks team is again, very similar, a team that has gelled. They all seem to like each other. Um, and they're really like, they, they have that whole city buzzing. Uh, so again, I don't necessarily see it changing that landscape per se, um, but it does make it more. It does make it, at least with like the Knicks trade. I do. I do think that makes them a more dangerous team, uh, not just to the Celtics, but to everyone else. So I, I wouldn't say this is going to put them over the top, but it does make it. I would be like, hey, like this team was already good. You be a little bit more worried because they they got some really good pieces out of this. Do you want to talk about Gordon Hayward and Grant? <laughs> Like a guy that moved on from them, just yeah. guys who are moving around the league. Gordon Hayward to OKC. Uh, a couple people I talked to were excited about that from the perspective of OKC so good and they want the best for Gordon mm -hmm. after the way things went here. Grant is that was a quick trip with Dallas. So yeah, yeah. you know, best of luck to him in Charlotte. Yeah, best of luck. I, I, I will say the Gordon Hayward trade. Uh, out of all the trades, I think may have fascinated me the most across the, the landscape. Um, he's probably the only guy in OKC who remembers the '90s uh, now, but also a guy who's who's been sort of lost in the wilderness in Charlotte. Yeah, solid, a solid guy, still solid player. Uh, you know, at 33, I think is old by NBA standards. That's but, wild. Gordon Hayward's 33. Yeah, yeah. Um, Time comes for all of us. It, it does. But now on a team where he his talents will be used in a much more effective way, where he he's not like the star and he is a star, and and that somehow I think can make him much more dangerous because everybody's be like, oh, we got to stop SGA, we got to stop Chet, we got to stop all these other guys, and now they have Hayward who uh, maybe coming off the bench, getting some key minutes, uh, just the knowledge of. Uh, of of being in the playoffs, that's gonna that's I think gonna pay big dividends for OKC. And he's not gonna have any access to the aux cord. That's gonna, <laughs> gonna be like you are not coming in here. Almost certainly, some 1998 Jay Z in the locker room. Yeah, almost certainly. <laughs> no.